Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Guys, Ivan Hall is here with me. Hey. Hey, hey, what's hey, up, hey. Olivia? Hi. Um, let's see. Bachelorette Claire and Tasha. So uh, we got two seasons essentially to discuss. I, I guess. Or we could say two half seasons. Two half maybe? seasons equals yeah. one whole season. There we go. Or as there I say, go. the Claysha season. But uh, yes. so excited to have you on it. It took us a minute. You're you're in Texas right now, so you're dealing with snowmageddon yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Dealing with a lot. Had uh, didn't have power for about you know two and a half three days. Just got it last night, so I'm doing much better now. That's insane. Well, I'm so happy to have you. Before we get to this two half equals one season, let's discuss you before the show. What were you up to? You know, career wise, relationship wise. Give us the gist. Yeah. So um, before the show, I was just working. I've been working as an engineer for about five years now. Okay. Um, yeah, I graduated uh, 2015 from college. Uh, 28 now. So I've I've mostly worked in the Dallas area, took a little bit of time, worked about a year and a half in Florida and had an amazing time there. Uh, lived with a couple of my best friends, actually, while I was working out there. Um, so I love Florida and the beach and all that stuff. But <laughs> I definitely wanted to move back to Dallas because that's where my family's from. And I wanted to be able to be there for them. And um, as everybody can tell, I'm like super close with my family, talk to them yes. all the time. So yeah. I like going back to the house and like being able to eat with them or just help my dad with the lawn and do stuff like that. So, um, and, and then from like a dating perspective, like I really only had one serious relationship. Okay. Um, met her when I was like 20 and it was like off and on for about five years, I would say. And outside of that, it's been nothing serious. It's just been me like dating a, a bunch of different types of girls. Um, <laughs> I was always open to dating a bunch of different types of girls and I wanted to get a lot of experience, but I, really honestly wasn't um, too focused on settling down just yet um, until my like more recent years, I'd say. So then, all right, how, how were you cast for The Bachelor? Yeah, so um, it was really random. It was just an Instagram DM, actually. Okay, I hear that a lot. Okay. Yeah, but I had like <laughs> 600 something followers. I post <laughs> once a year and I was just like, what is this? Like, this is so weird to me because there's not much on my Instagram. I probably had like 10 posts at the time. And then um, <laughs> and then I, I like Googled the casting director's name. I was like, oh, okay, this looks legitimate. <laughs> and then I took a call and like the rest was history. And it was like, a, it was an intense process. Oh, yeah. Months long. It went, yeah, every step uh, along the way, though, it went really well. And um, I could tell they were liking me and um, it was all just exciting. So um, it was really cool, though. Had you seen the show before? No. I, um, well, I've seen, because like my mom and probably like my ex, maybe snippets, an episode here or there. Okay. Um, Like I feel like I remember Rachel's season a little bit. And then I feel like I remember maybe a little bit of Caitlin's season, maybe like an episode or two for some reason. But like, no, I've, I have not seen the show. But I mean, as soon as I started going through the casting, that was right around the time uh, Peter's season was just starting. So I did pay attention to Peter's season. So that was like my first like um, real like 
sense of The Bachelor and trying to figure it all out. I mean, did you like take any any notes or like get any kind of lessons from watching that one season in terms of entering your own <laughs> season? <laughs> well, um, so I, I will say this. Yeah, I watched Peter's season and then I also bought Hannah Brown's season. Okay. Because, which was The Last Bachelorette, um, because I wanted to see the night one entrances. So I knew that I did not want to do anything goofy or silly because I was like, that's not me. And those guys look like clowns. So like, no offense to anybody, but I did not want to, I did not want to do that. I did normal too. I did normal. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let me just think of something kind of clever and be normal. Uh, that was the biggest takeaway from um, those two seasons. But I mean, I was honestly kind of, I think they made me a little bit worried really. Cause I was like, man, I don't, I've never talked about my feelings so much. Right. And that's what I feel like people were doing a lot. They were just talking about, Oh my God, I love you so much. And you don't, no one's ever During made me like feel this way. like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be wild. I have to expose my inner workings like immediately yeah. to somebody. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So then, okay. As someone who had never really even watched the show, I imagine night one was insane for you in person. I mean, that's Jeez. like the most insane night of anyone's life, I think. Yeah, it was absolutely insane because there were like 31 guys, I believe. Um, I made it through my limo entrance very good, actually. Like I didn't mess up and it, and it all went well. <laughs> um, I was excited to, to speak with Claire later on in the night. Had a little, I, whatever, a little setup that I was going to have for her. But then as these things go, like half the guys, I think like 14 or 15 of, of us did not get any time with her that night. And I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Night one, about to leave. But um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh... I, uh, fortunately, I was able to get, I think I got like the second to last rose that night. So I was like sweating bullets. I bet you were. Oh my gosh. Um, no one wants but, to go home night one. That's exactly. like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. What did you know about Claire? All I knew is that was it was her what fifth time to do the show. Um, I knew she was from Sacramento. Okay. I uh, um, not too much honestly. I, I didn't watch any of her previous seasons at all like that. Um, I, I did listen to her on Bachelor Happy Hour. She was describing like what type of man she was looking for and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, other than that, um, that's about it. Was an age difference of that magnitude ever like a concern for you like have you dated people older younger so yeah so i will say when i was ca first casted um the bachelorette was not chosen yet so i did not know who it was going to be okay um there were like a list of people who they were kind of debating between i think it was like taisha claire tia maybe some other people that's all i remember and then they chose claire and yes like on paper you're like oh wow she's 38 39 <laughs> yeah. i'm 28 i'm like oh boy yeah this is gonna be a difficult one here <laughs> but, uh, you know, but like going through casting and stuff, I'm like, I'm like telling the producers, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm opening, I'm open to dating any age, race, doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's about the person. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not just going to pull out and say like, oh, she's too old for me. Like, that's like such a contradiction. And that's not what I believe. And in addition to that, um, my parents actually are like a great example of like a, a giant age gap working. My parents actually have a 17 year age gap. I didn't know that. Did we hear about that on the show? No. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. Interesting. Yeah. So my dad's way older than my mom. Um, so 17 years and they've been married a little over 30 years or 30 years now. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it work. So like I'm, and they come from completely different backgrounds. So like I, if there's ever somebody who's like open to that type of situation, it would honestly be me because I've seen it work. Firsthand, of course. So. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> Fun fact. Okay. Yeah. Let's, 
you didn't get to talk to her really night one. Did you get more time with her as the process went on? And this goes on to, let's see, Melissa Lanier said, did you get to chat with Claire more than what was shown? Claire has said she had in-depth conversations with her men, but they didn't really show. Yeah, um, I did get to chat with Claire um, more in-depth. Never anything, honestly, too deep, though, um, between myself and her. I think we've maybe had, like, wasn't, it all happened so quick, but maybe, like, two, like, five-minute conversations (laughs) or so. But, yeah, (laughs) it's five, ten-minute conversations, whatever they were. But either way, I will say, um, every time I did talk with Claire, she was amazing, and she was very sweet. And yeah, very caring and like very like in the conversation and like we got along. Okay. Um, but you know, things just escalated quickly with Dale and you know, things went the way they went. And um, yeah, I, I don't even know how I made it to like whatever it was, the top sixteen, I guess, at that point with Claire, but it happened somehow. I mean, did you I always say with with my bachelor that I could see the connection with the ultimate, you know, winner, quote unquote. Did you see the connection between Claire and Dale, like as as y'all were kind of, it seemed like everyone was getting really frustrated. Like they yeah. could really tell that there was a connection. Was, was that accurate? Yeah, I mean, for myself, it wasn't really that evident other than just, she gave him the first impression, Rose. So obviously I you, you knew there was some, that initial attraction there. Of course. But like I wasn't on the, really on those like group dates where the guys were like, were getting pissed off at like the Claire and Dale getting extra time and that kind of stuff. So I, I didn't get to see that. And really there were only like, there were only a few group dates that even happened. Cause it was again, so quick. It was so, so like, fast. Oh yeah. God. So I mean, but yeah, at the end there, when Chris came in and like pulled Dale aside on only Dale, um, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, there's, I don't know what they have going on, but it looks like they're about to go meet and who knows, maybe have a whole day or night to, uh, with each other or something, but yeah. uh, we knew something was amiss at that point. I just had uh, Blake on the podcast as well, but w- what are your thoughts? He mentioned you, he thinks you'd be a good bachelor, by the way, just throwing that out there. Shout out Blake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what were your thoughts personally? His of course were like, what was going on when Claire leaves, you know, Chris comes in, he says she's leaving. You guys don't really know what's happening. You don't know that Tasha's coming in. Like, w- what are you thinking? Like, we're packing our bags and heading on home? Yeah. So, I mean, it was like pretty quickly uh, Chris came back in the room um, and said that, guys, trust us. We have something planned for you. <laughs> so like there wasn't too much worrying about going back home. It was like, I don't know, a, couple, a few minutes or, or so. Got it. Um, so once he said that, like, I think all of our minds just went to different places. But um, I think majority of the guys thought we were going to get a ba- new bachelorette. But then there were probably like a th- quarter of us that thought it was going to be like a bachelor in paradise situation. Oh, OK. Because we were like, yeah, they canceled the bachelor in paradise. Now they can have like the bachelorette, bachelorette in paradise. Bachelorette so. worked. So now let's do paradise. We <laughs> Exactly. So. Um, that's where I was kind of leaning. I was like kind of in that camp thinking it was going to be that, but um, I was really ready for whatever though. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I did remember that they had like a couple other people that they were considering for bachelorette. So I did kind of think like, oh, maybe it's a someone that wasn't. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Who Somebody else who was in the running could be the next bachelorette. So. So when Taisha walked into the room, you had obviously heard her name just by those conversations. I mean, did you know her? Had you... She was on Colton? I think Colton's. Had you watched? 
I yeah, I've, I've never seen Tayshia on TV before. I never watched Colton's season. I knew nothing about her other than like, I just knew she was being considered for the Bachelorette. <laughs> and then like once they chose Claire, like I I obviously didn't look into her much at all. I think so. all I knew was like her name was Tayshia. I knew how to spell it, and that she was from <laughs> California. <laughs> so I think that's like about all all the knowledge I had on her. But uh, as soon as she walked in, I was like, she was just like a breath of fresh air. Seriously, like um. Um, she just like lit up the room she came in like kind of dancing and we were all just like, oh what is this because like we were all like really somber right before that moment like for some reason we were all like super quiet <laughs> and like almost sad looking it was really bad to watch and I remember being there we were just like so nervous um, but yeah she walked in I remember I was the first to give her a hug and I knew I was the most excited guy that night to be honest just because um, she was gorgeous and I was like oh man this is a this has a better chance of working I feel like in, in turn I know you said you dated a lot of different people but yeah. I, I forgot to ask this like w was Claire more your type like physically or, or Tasha more your type were either of them someone typically in the his, his in your history that you would yeah so I mean I would definitely say Tasha's more my type if I had to say type like I've like I've only dated one woman who's um who was like 38 before in my life so like that's okay. not the yeah that's not the norm for me at all but, right um but yeah, I mean, yeah, Tasha was definitely more my type. I think I even said that on the show. Because um, like one, I, I could tell like instantly she was like mixed like me too. And she like, you know, we discovered that about each other pretty quickly too. So like having black dads, having parents, moms that both immigrated from different countries. So like this is something we could connect on right away. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, like once I met her, like I kind of felt like I already knew her a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just a comfortability thing there though. You're one-on-one. -on -one for a lot of people was like a, a turning point in this franchise a little bit, right? Because we had never heard any kind of conversation involving race really at all, which is embarrassing. But yeah. when you discussed, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, how it's impacted your life, like, were you thinking it would air at all? <laughs> you know what? Um, honestly, that whole night... Um, like we were extremely comfortable with each, with each other. Um, that was like the first time, like I felt like the cameras honestly weren't around that night. Cause like we started out the night, like with in such like a playful, fun way. Yeah. We're just having like games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what I told Tasha, like, I don't know, at the cocktail party before, like I love just hanging out, playing games with my friends at night. And now that's what we got to do. So like, I was like in my element, it, the cameras were honestly like, they were kind of far off. So like, okay. I just wasn't recognizing them. And then, um yeah when we were talking there like I knew I wanted to talk about family because that's what, what was most important to me but then we kind of like that just kind of naturally like progressed Happened, yeah. yeah yeah and then talking about like George Floyd and BLM and how that like affected and also the timing of all this this all was shot probably in like August or so so like yeah August of 2020 so a lot of this stuff just happened yeah and I went into that bubble in July of 2020 so like a lot of this just happened in June and May like riots and so it was like fresh on our minds so like I think it would have been crazy if we didn't Not talk to. about it to yeah. a certain degree, you know, um, and how that affected us. Cause like, I know that was on my mind, you know, when it all started and like up until the time I was gone and I was just like, I was, and the whole time I was there, I was wondering like, what is happening What's in hap the real world yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. But I couldn't <laughs> yeah. find out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as we were sitting there talking, I was like, I didn't know if they were going to air it. I was like, if there's ever a year they do air something like this. And I didn't also didn't really know the history of it all, but right. Um, if there ever was a year they would air it, I figured it'd be this year. So um, I think that kind of gave me good hopes. But the fact they aired as much of it um, as they did, they aired a lot of it, I will say. They did air way more than I thought they would, um, oh, which, yeah, yeah. which 
Yeah, which I really appreciate though too, because it uh, it did it justice. I definitely, I'm pretty sure I had the longest one on one by far. Like they gave it a lot of time. You got a lot of time, which was yeah. which was great. So okay, let's let's talk a little bit about the evolution of your relationship. As you said, you know, you did get, you know, your one on one. We got to see it a little bit more, but there's still so much that we we don't really get to see in terms of relationship like was it just something that was natural did you get a lot of time together at you know cocktail parties or like any special romantic moments that we didn't see yeah yeah no it was yeah it was such a natural connection with me and Tasha. honestly it was like I was so focused in on her um over like anything else okay and, and just like growing our relationship and you know and and to be able to grow this relationship in that environment is crazy because you do have to like put yourself out there but then you also don't want to like you also want to make it fun too and like exactly. make it nat as natural as possible so <laughs> we definitely had some fun i remember one thing that got cut out um i remember one time like after our art date i want to say we had um it was like ended up being like a little bit of a more emotional date than um oh you know, yes anticipated, the, yeah. right the clay stuff or whatever yeah, the clay stuff and everybody was like yeah, yeah, yeah. bearing their soul yes. and she like broke down after. Um, I remember later that night, like we, uh, when I met up with her, like I got some st supplies from the art department or whatever. And I just like took off my button up and just let her like paint on my shirt, paint on my nice. body as a canvas. <laughs> so that was a, that was like a funny, fun moment that we had that I know she enjoyed. Good. Uh, but okay. just to like lighten the mood, it was just like, let's just make art fun again for a little that bit. That was a heavy date. Yeah. I remember <laughs> It that. really was. It really and then, was. And then didn't, who showed up? Ben got naked, right? And that was like a whole yeah, thing. So, yeah. Ben got naked. Yep. Yeah. Um, found out a lot of stuff about a lot of the guys too, that, that whole date. So wow. it, was, it was a yeah. crazy one. Before we get into kind of the, the final four area, we just had some general questions. Someone wanted to know who you roomed with the whole time. I roomed with Damar the whole time, up until the point he left. So Maybe similar, but Skylar LeBeau Maltese said best friends in the house. Ooh, there's a few. I, I would definitely say Damar's up there because he was the only guy I got to talk to like off camera, basically, whenever we went to sleep. Yeah. So that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, we got, yeah. Go through therapy sessions at yeah. the end of the night. Yeah. Literally. And, and, uh, literally. Yeah. But then I, was, I mean, I was close with a lot of the guys, honestly. I still am like really close with a lot of the different like friend groups even and guys um, to the day. So like I, I talked to Riley. Mm -hmm. Um, Ed, Noah stayed with me a few weeks, actually, um, Jordan Chapman, um, Joe, Brendan, like I, t I talked to a lot of the guys still, so we're, st it's still all kind of fresh. So, you know, a lot of times yeah. these relationships like fade eventually, but we'll see how, how they progress. Yeah. I, ho I hope they, they last, but yes, they yeah. do kind of hmm, after a yeah. while, the group text gets quieter kind of thing. Yeah. Not sure yeah. if you have the group text. <laughs> we have the group text. Okay, Noted. Everyone <laughs> yeah. probably does. Um, okay, so we'll get to hometown time. Someone wanted to know, I really liked this question, Crystal Dressler, what would his hometown date have been had his season not been in quarantine? Ooh, you know. <laughs> Maybe it would have been haven't... similar, to be honest. No, probably not. No, I, w I wouldn't say it would be similar because my, my hometown there was just so simple. And it was cooking. just a, you know, cooking date. But that's so great. That's what we, was, I want to see. I want to see yeah, that it was. stuff. Okay. I will say, but it was also strategic on my part because I did not want to be out in the sun, unlike everybody the, else. The sweating so, was just so, so yeah. bad. <laughs> so I, I do like to joke that like I um, 
had like the lowest budget ever in the history of dates in the show because if you look at it like I had a game night in her hotel room in her hotel room yeah then I had a a cooking date you know just in some kitchen and then I got a trailer for my fantasy suite so (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I forgot you I forgot you had the little um what's it called the airstream 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 wow yeah you really did yeah, so I saved them a lot of money being cost effective here. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, pretty funny to think oh, about. Oh man, sure. that's hilarious. Okay, but what? Okay, if you're home, your your family's all there. What are you gonna do with her? Let me think. Okay, so we have to go to my parents' house. Okay, at least. Oh, I guess I guess we would do that later on. Oh yeah, that's always like the nighttime. Yeah, that's, that would be later on. But um, you know, maybe I'm like really into cars and like my dad has a ton of like old muscle cars and I'm really into like muscle cars, new cars, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Maybe we would have got some sort of cool car, cruised around Dallas. Nice. Um, and had like a little picnic in at Clyde Warren Park. I think I think that would have been a really nice setup. Nice. Yeah, that, that would have been enjoyable. She would have been able to see see the sights a little bit. And um, it's a really like nice walkable area. And then you go to your parents' house. Then we go to the parents' house. And then house, it's lovely. Yeah. You didn't get that because yeah. this whole experience was <laughs> pandemic. Uh, yeah. So Michaela Rowan, how was it being a part of The Bachelor during the pandemic? Did you like being in one location or do you wish you'd traveled more? I wish we traveled. <laughs> like, I mean, I definitely wish we traveled. I'm somebody who likes to travel. Okay. I would have loved to gone to, you know, various exotic places and have these crazy over-the-top romantic dates um that would have been nice you know they would have put uh, you in an airstream they would have put me in, in the airstream Brazil. Yeah. who knows <laughs> yeah who knows but um no yeah I, I mean but at the end of the day I am fortunate that we were even able just to have the experience in the bubble and even just being in the bubble was an escape from reality too like we didn't have to wear masks um all the contestants I got to hang out with a bunch of cool guys mm-hmm. I got to unwind and not have my phones so like all that stuff was really cool and you know they they did a good job of keeping us like um of like keeping the dates like interesting for us at least it kind of looked you know kind of whack on tv sometimes I'll be honest <laughs> but uh it felt interesting in the moment and it, everything was new every day so um it was a good time. The, the My only complaint about like the entire experience that I ever say is just the heat. Oh, the heat was unbearable. I was literally just about to ask that. Yeah, so that obviously was, yeah. we see guys sweating absolute buckets. Can you can you try to put in our minds just how hot it was out there? Yeah, like I'm from Texas and that, this cannot compare to what I was dealing with out there. It was just such a dry, hot heat, 115 degrees every oh. single day. You know, you want to go take some, what is it, like B-roll or some like walking shots. Contemplation shots. Yeah, contemplation. (laughs) It's like five minutes into it, you're drenched. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Are you like a sweaty guy? Some of them you can Um, tell were like sweaty guys, which sucks. I would say I'm kind of average-ish. Okay. Yeah, I would say I'm kind of average-ish, but like there's nothing you could do. It doesn't matter, honestly. Like if I don't care who it is, you're you're sweating if you go outside for a while. So that was the the suckiest part about it all for sure. But it was just really interesting because at times I feel like guys were wearing like jeans. You know, you know, we brought, we brought all these clothes. You might as well put them to use a little bit, you know, like, yeah yeah if if we had like some 70 degree weather or 50 or 60 then we could have switched it up a little bit more but you know yeah it was it was a, it was a tough situation especially like even even putting on suits at night was oh my god really hot like it was really hot even when the sun was down is what i don't think people still realize it was still definitely over 100 degrees every night never yeah. again 
Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk fantasy suites because this this was when it got really interesting. Yeah. Essentially what happened to us was that it, everything was fine and then all of a sudden she broke up with you because of religion, which we had never seen you guys talk about. Yeah. So can we get, I mean, did first of all, did you know that Taisha was religious slash that religion was so important to her in a partner up until that point? I knew, I could tell Taisha was Christian. Um, she mentioned to me maybe once that she, uh, her mom instilled her faith, I think is the word she used. Um, so like I knew she was Christian, right? All right. And um, yeah, religion was just like, unfortunately, one of those things that we didn't get to talk about up uh, until Fantasy Suites, really. All we really had was a one-on-one where we mostly f- talked about family and, you know, some other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. race relations. Yeah. And, then, and then we had a hometown and that's kind of like more family focused again. And then it was Fantasy Suites all, all of a sudden. So Taisha did have like the shortest season ever. <laughs> she she really got screwed, but somehow found a gem. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And I'm super happy. For yeah, them. me too. Me too. And I, uh, yeah, so it just never got to come up really. And I didn't, and like for me, myself, like religion is not important to me and I'm not religious. So like, I don't, I don't like bring it up like, Hey, you want to talk about religion when I'm like, it's not important to me. It's not part of my daily life. Right. But, um, and I don't like fault her at all for that. Cause like she did get thrown into it. She maybe didn't get to think about things like prepare to be the bachelorette and that kind of stuff. And like how these things might come up mm. over time. So like, unfortunately that's just when it came up and, um, yeah, it went the way it went. Um, so yeah, and, and and I totally get it. Like we just honestly, at the end of the day, we just weren't the right match for each other. She wants somebody who's religious and Christian, um, and I'm not that. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was that was the, actually the first time something like that happened to me before. Because living in Dallas, especially, it is like the Bible Belt for sure. South here, Southwest. So like I've dated like most most of the girls I've dated have like been probably majority Christian. Um, and usually like when I do bring up like, Hey, yeah, I'm not Christian. I'm not religious. Um, it is a little bit of a shock in the beginning, I will say, but then like, honestly, they kind of like get over it once they realize like, Hey, I'm still a good guy and all that kind of stuff. And like the fact that I'm like open to them still being religious, going to church, I might even join you if you have something special going on. Like, it's fine with me. Like if you want to, or if you even want to like raise our kids, potentially like religious and take them to church, that's fine. But like, if our kids come to us with, um, a question about religion, like my answer is going to be different than yours. Yeah, I, I'm i not either. I'm, okay. I'm from Texas and I went to a school with, I went to TCU. The word Christian oh, okay, is, nice. is in yeah. the yeah. title, but I don't practice. Um, yeah. And I actually dated, my long-term relationship was with a Christian and mm-hmm. it really didn't affect us until those kind of weird moments where I would go see his family and they would pray at dinner yeah no i i could totally relate I yeah could totally relate. but it's not like a it's not a deal breaker and it's never yeah. been and my roommate is is a pr- very active practicing christian and she prays and she wants me to go to church and i'm like will i go every sunday no but like if you want me to go and it's something you want me to do i'll support you totally but i can't say that religion would ever be a reason that I like don't pursue someone, but it's not that way for everyone. Yeah. I guess point being that it was just really interesting that we had seen absolutely zero of that conversation until that point. For sure. But it, so it did come up at the fantasy suites and that's why you didn't look surprised when she used that during the breakup. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and also I, I think at least in my experience, it seemed like, you know, having that fantasy suite date where you have like, 
I don't know, like eight hours or so of uninterrupted off camera, time. Yeah. Yeah. Off camera and all that stuff. Like that was like, I don't know, like three or four times the amount of time we had before that. So like yeah. you cover a lot of stuff. It wasn't like we just talked about religion. It was like also a very good night. And we yeah. also talked about a lot of other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah. And then I also did have the first fantasy suite. So like the t- by the time the rose ceremony came in, place like i played out all the scenarios in my head basically you had yeah 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 just my just my nature and um yeah (laughs) you're like where is this relationship compared to mine and what are the odds (laughs) that i could yeah yeah and um so when she called my name prior to the rose ceremony i was a little bit confused well like i wasn't shocked but i also was wondering like if she expected if we were supposed to talk it out right there because like Mm. i hadn't been eliminated yet so i still wasn't sure what direction she was going to take things right um, and then, yeah, she's like, just from the way she was acting, I was like, okay, yes. The butt comes and then you're like, oh. Yeah, I see. I see what's coming here. Oh. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny because like a lot of people, because I did kind of cry a lot on the show, I feel like, um, <laughs> thought I was going to be bawling when I got. You were, you were very even keel. Yes, exactly. Cause yeah. like, I feel, yeah. And in that situation, like I said, it was just a situation where we weren't the perfect match. I feel like we weren't the right match for each other and if somebody doesn't want to be with me because I'm not religious like that's honestly not somebody I want to be with and that's no knock on her we're just different in that regard right yeah um like if she told me she was just hey I'm more into Zach Ivan I don't know how I would have reacted that could have been a totally different situation I might have been more heartbroken but yeah um the fact she gave me the reason of like religion then I was just like yeah we're definitely not meant to be together if that's the way you think so I was able to process it a little bit quicker yeah did still take a little bit of time, I would say. Okay, I kind of presented this in terms of Claire and Dale, but did you see Tasha's connection with Zach? Like, did you ever think, uh oh? No, um, no, I did not see too much of their relationship together. To be quite frank, I would say um, the person I was worried about, or not worried about, but like the person I thought she liked the most, at least throughout the beginning of it and, and probably the middle of it I thought was Brendan mm. and then honestly I thought she liked me the most towards the end um, but you know um, that's not the way it was going Zach was being consistent it seemed like and and, yeah. and I know he was the one who fell in love with her the quickest and told her that and um, so it worked out for the best and they're still together and I know Zach is a great guy and I know he's gonna love her unconditionally no matter what so sweet so like that's why yeah my it makes heart. me so happy yeah, so yeah. it makes me so happy because like Zach's such a good guy and he's such a real guy and I've had a lot of talks with him too so um, yeah I'm just happy for them let's um, someone wanted to know about specifically your brother coming on so you had no clue that he was there gonna show up on the hometown I had absolutely zero zero clue. Wow. It was pretty early on they asked me, like, hey, Ivan, who do you want for hometowns? We're going to bring them into the bubble. And I'm like, okay, I need my mom, my dad, my brother, and please, my niece. Yes. I want those four people. That's, like, important to me. And then um, they're like, okay, cool. We'll try to make this happen. I'm like, sweet. And then Chris Harrison came in and addressed the four of us, and he told us who which family members we would have um, – we would have there for us. Okay. And I'm probably like the second or third guy to go. And he's like, Ivan, your mom and dad are here. And I'm just like, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah. I was on camera and I was like, I was smiling and like completely faking it. But like, I was like, where's my brother? I, I, I figured my niece might not be able to make it because of COVID and stuff. But like, where's my brother? He would totally be here. I know he would in my head. Yeah. So that like made me honestly get worried because 
because like I honestly have like I'm like scarred from the past right with my brother's history um I've gotten a lot of late night calls a lot of like terrible things have happened and you were nervous that something happened I was worried that something very bad happened yeah so um I had no clue where he was and I was honestly just fully expecting my parents to be like this terrible thing happened um yeah so when we get when we get there and we meet my parents right um I'm just like bracing for them to like tell me the worst news ever like that's what I was bracing for like yeah and I was just like telling myself I'm like Ivan don't cry because you just got to stay strong for your mom and then he like walks in though and that's why I was just like like complete like 180 like that's why the emotion just like overtook me and I just like oh my god they got me. The they got you. Good. They, oh, right. they got me on this one. <laughs> they had to hold him back for a minute, you know. Yeah, they got me good on that one. But because I, I, I just knew he would be there. Like we're too close of a family. He's too close to me. Um, so it was a really special moment, though. What did he think of like the whole experience, like being on camera? I feel like he was very logical and like, you know, much more yeah. logical than some people are about this whole experience in the show yeah. and meeting the parents after like you know it yeah. was like hours so what was his attitude towards it and your and your parents i guess yeah no my my mom was the only one who was like a little bit nervous like she's like <laughs> like doesn't have social media she's like tries to be private and all that stuff right uh my brother and my dad are built for the camera to be honest like way more than me like they're stars honestly <laughs> like my dad my dad always has some good wise words to say okay. to whoever will listen uh, my brother, he's like, oh my gosh, like, I think he's got definitely got more memorable lines than I ever he, had on the show. He did. Like, he did. Yeah. He had so many. In that whatever, how many minutes we saw. Yeah. Got he some speaks one-liners. in a very poetic way and that a lot of that comes from being in prison and writing and, and, you know, reading a lot. So, um, he can talk forever and make it sound good. So they were completely excited just to be there. They were excited more so just to see that I was happy and doing well too, though. So, yeah. And I knew, and they trust they trust my judgment fully. So um, they they just were exci- excited. They had nothing but support, really. Okay, I forgot to ask this. Euphrasio Granade said, did you feel disrespected by Taisha when Ben came back just to take your runner-up spot? To me, it felt like a slap in the face. I did not feel disrespected whatsoever. Um, one thing about me, yeah, one thing about myself, um, <laughs> which I think is very different from like Matt's girls, I would say. Like anytime a guy would come back, I think if you're confident and secure in yourself and your relationship, then you don't really let that bother you. You're just like, oh, let me just come chalk on this back. Up. It's fine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to chalk this up to TV. Shenanigans. <laughs> like it is what it is. Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if we're meant to be, then we're meant to be. But if she wants to bring back a guy and keep him here. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I do think that whole situation was a little bit strange. Like she sent Ben home. Yeah. Everybody thought it was because he didn't say I love you, but like also me and Brendan both didn't say I love you either. So I'm just like, yeah, all right. And then, uh, you know, Brendan leaves. I leave for the religious reason. Um, it almost seemed like they just kind of needed a filler, honestly, to, <laughs> for that, that last spot, to be honest. We need one last dramatic bit here. Yeah, he, he never even got in a fantasy suite. So I was like, at that point when I was leaving, I was like, it's Zach or nobody. There's no way she picks bad. And that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but In your mind, you're like, how is this going to end up here? Yeah, or like when they asked me. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Courtney Jackson, last question about the, the season. Uh, overall, did you expect to feel as much as you did for Tasha? Like after the fact, can you say that this process like works or worked for you? No, I, I was not shocked at, at how much uh, how much I like Tasha. Um, I will say it's like I can completely see this process working um, for somebody, especially if they're the right match together. 
Um, I was not at the point where I was ready to be engaged by any means, though, I will say, um, to Tasha, even at that fantasy suite point. Like, I would have okay. needed, like, a flawless fantasy suite and flawless time meeting her parents to get to that point of being engaged, I would say. But, um, you know, I did have strong, have strong feelings with her, and I, I knew that was a possibility going into the process, especially when she came into the whole process. Um, so I was not shocked at all. The process forces you to be very quick and um, and intentional with everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was being very intentional with progressing our relationship very quick so that we could get to the point where I might be able to propose. So um, I can see how it could work, especially when you just, like, consider all the factors and there's no distractions and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, it could definitely work for somebody. The likelihood's not high, but it could work for somebody. <laughs> the track record's not there, but that's it doesn't mean it can't. The data happen. doesn't support me too the much. The data is not on yeah. your side. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but if you have an eight percent chance, that's better than nothing and staying at home during the pandemic. I'd say you you had a chance to date someone in in a space where I there's no hope out here in the real world. So you, know, <laughs> you, you got you got far ahead compared to myself. So let's before we discuss future shows, let's discuss. Chris Harrison and and ABC and the problematic racial history that this show is uh, it's now coming to light, which it's always been there. But finally, I think we're banding together in many ways. I know the men of your season, um, you know, banded together, the women of Matt's season. What what were your thoughts watching that interview between Chris and Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just to sum it up, he was just being really insensitive and not listening. And um, I think it was Chris actually being Chris with, uh, at the end of the day. I, I think he was being, agree. I was, I think he was being the real Chris. Like that's who he is. That's what I feel like he is behind doors, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just who he is. Like, and um, yeah, I said, I said um, on a podcast that you could tell that like he was very impassioned about what he was saying, yeah. you know, like that's what he believes. Exactly. But he would, he would say it, he would say something and then say, I don't know. I don't know. You, t- you tell like, me, you tell me. I'm like, you, I'm like, you know exactly what you're saying. Cause that's what you're saying is what you believe. Don't say you don't know right after as a cop out. Like it's, it is what it is. Like he, just so many problematic things with what was said. Um, but yeah. And the fact that he like, you know, tried to go to bat and just defend Rachel instead of just being like, yeah, Rachel did some messed up stuff. She should own it when, and hopefully she'll own that soon. Like, and it'd be, it could be kind of done, but no, he like wanted to defend and defend and defend and talk about 2018 versus 2021. Oh, that was years ago. I mean, 2018, there were dinosaurs around. It's no wonder that was a different era. Yeah. So it, it was, it was crazy. And I think, you know, he put out those statements to say sorry. And um, yeah, for some reason, like everybody's like, why is everybody trying to cancel Chris? Not everybody's trying to do that, but some people try to do that, you know, the annoying people. Yes, but it's like, yeah. nobody's canceling him. What are we talking no about? No one like, is canceling him. Yeah, so like that's the first step he can take because I'm sure his mindset hasn't like immediately changed. Like this is like, he's had those learned thoughts for a long time. So it's going to take time. Um it's an opportunity for himself to um, learn and, and become better. And we'll see how that progresses, I think. But what's scary, too, in terms of him learning is that if if you look under his post with the I'm stepping away thing, the majority of the fan base was like, well, Chris, we love you, Chris. Like, I think there needs to just be a shit ton of learning around. Yeah. So 
I, I was asked this and and I would love your insight. Like, how do you see ABC properly moving forward to actively be anti-racist, to show different colors and sizes and everything, which is something that I've always wanted. But like, how do you see that happening? Like, can it happen with Chris um, at the forefront of the show? Like, I, I will care. I'll say this and I, I want to comment real quick yeah. on like all Please. the comments supporting Chris, right. And that kind of stuff. And like the comments that probably you get, and I know I get even underneath like my statement post. Um, I think that provides a lot of opportunity for Chris though, because he know we know who his audience is to where if he is able to evolve and he is able to be anti-racist on his platform, that'll have a much bigger impact than I can ever have. Like it, it'll just be gigantic. Huge. So that's why I want to provide space and, and hopefully sometime in time, he'll be able to learn and he'll be able to take steps to, you know, be an ally and, and really help out the cause and like really understand, yeah. um, so that's why I don't want to just like cancel him and like just let him retire with millions and stuff. So that would be like <laughs> yeah. an ideal situation. Right. Yeah. Um, going forward. I mean, I would, I gotta say like, you know, bachelor in paradise is coming up. Um, I'm sure I'll be invited. It, it, we'll, we'll see. That's still a couple months away though, but like for myself and I'm sure like girls from that season, especially the ones who are going to be in paradise, we would be, I know I would be very uncomfortable if he's there. Like, it's like way too soon. Like I, yeah, I would just be very uncomfortable. So I, I honestly don't see how that, I don't really see a scenario of where he's going to be there for Bachelor in Paradise. My hope is that we can show that we're going to put someone else in this role because the comfort of our contestants of color and, and just this overarching conversation is more important than yeah. someone being yeah. the head of a show. Yeah, and I think that the show, I, I will say this too, um, they're going to have to listen to us really as, as cast members, as cast members, they still need, um, you know, one person like myself is not, doesn't mean much. They could replace me any day, but like when we all are united, yeah. like I, I've said this before, it's just like a strength in numbers thing. So yeah, I think you tweeted that, right? And yeah. It was, yeah. And yeah. it kind of caught on. So yeah. <laughs> no, I liked so, it. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. And um, so like, you know, if the key people, some key people, especially BIPOC people, but really not just the BIPOC people, actually more than just that. Um, everybody. I mean, yeah, everybody who's like really a paradise con contender or whatever, um, bands together and be like, hey, and we go and talk to um, the network and we ask for things and we let them figure out what they want, what they can or are willing to do to uh, make things better. I think it's the best way to move forward. Um, if those things are satisfactory, great. That's good. That means it's great for BIPOC contestants, mm -hmm. you know, in the future and going forward um, and the workers behind the scenes. Um, if they come up with some nonsense type stuff, who knows? Like we could keep raising a stink. Who knows? Like I, I, I wouldn't want it to get to that. But like, yeah. you know, you never know. Um, there's a lot of different paths I could see this taking. Um, I think working together and collaborating is the best path right now. Um, I know I still have like I had a great experience on my season and I know I I have some decent connections with, you know, some of the producers and EPs, I would say. Um, so I'd like to see us just all come together and just see what we could do and get them to listen, really. I would love for them to ask, just just ask. I mean, and, and I in my way, I'm, I'm asking, too, like, what can what can your white counterparts in this franchise do to like be that strength in numbers, right? Because yeah. I, you know, I, I've been largely disappointed as I have been in the past of <laughs> some people who, you know, write a canned statement or say nothing. 
yeah but what can we do like how yeah how can we and i will say like to say i, I really appreciate you and the things you do do um I've, i have seen that and i've gotten some comments i i because i shouted out i think rachel taylor nolan and ashley and there i definitely got a couple there like olivia's putting in work no. too i was well. like i was like she sure is she sure <laughs> is gonna talk to her soon so i really appreciate you for that seriously it means a lot honestly yeah um and um and you know what it's going to come down to is like i think they more so have to listen now more than ever because it's happening with the current and just like just recent contestants right so like to be to be honest like if you're an alumni person um they'll listen to you but like it honestly doesn't really matter because they don't really need you anymore like if i'm being frank right um but like they still kind of need they still definitely need to make some shows going forward they need you they, I don't want to just say just me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say like other people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if, I would say like, you know, they probably need me, a Brendan, a Bennett, yes. a Noah still for paradise. They probably, they definitely need like the top three girls from that season and some other people yeah. like that. So like if all of us unite, um, you know, BIPOC and allies and all that stuff, um, we can really like get actually some, get something done, I think, and get some real change um, to make like everybody happy and put a better product out for everybody really. So and if they don't, then I, I, I guess the show doesn't happen or it happens with a bunch of people who just don't care or stand for anything, really. Yeah. So so someone said, does an incident like th- basically this entire situation affect you or, you know, your friends from Matt season, Tasha season from doing Paradise or a, a future show? Presumably, if nothing changes kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely plays a role in impact. I mean, like if. I mean, I can't imagine, like, if there's, like, no action taken whatsoever and Chris is back, that's, like, a huge slap in the face. And, like, I haven't thought yeah. – I mean, I've thought about that scenario potentially happening. I, I honestly don't think that'll happen. Okay. But, um, yeah, like, I, I would just feel disrespected. And at the end of the day, um, you know, Paradise is great. But, you know, I, I've got other things going on. I have a good job. Um, I've got a decent-sized little platform right now, so – and there's love outside of the island or the, there is. the there wherever. Is. There's love everywhere. There 100% <laughs> is. <laughs> it definitely is. So. Okay, but in in a world, if everything happens the way we want it to, Blake really fought this question, but I'm going to try you. Who do you want to see in paradise? Come on, answer the question. <laughs> Sorry. I can't do this one, Olivia. What? Why? Jeez. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a little bit. How about this? Okay, it's just one um, or two. So, yeah, you have you have a lot of seasons to choose from, right? Like Peter's season, my season, Matt's season, and then the next Bachelorette season. Yeah. I will say, no knock on them at all, but, like, I don't think I'm that interested in any of Peter's girls. Okay. But that could be because of editing, and, like, when I meet them in person, that'll be completely different. It could be completely different, so I'm, like, 100% open but I will say, like, my eye's not really on any of them. I will just say, as someone who got a really shit edit, don't, yeah. don't, you know, let, let, get to know everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely be, that's what I'm saying. I'm like being, I'm definitely being open. There's a lot of growth that happens too. So, True. but like, just like off of, off of like, if they asked me to pick some people, I'd probably ask for a couple of girls from Matt's season, I would say. Um, who those are. You're not going to give me names? 
That's so disrespectful. That's so wild. Like, think of think if one of them heard it. Like, that's kind of then they'd be honored and excited and hopeful that it's coming around the bend here. Or, or they wish that I would have told them directly instead of in the public first. <laughs> you know, that's would you rather would you rather hear it on a podcast or would Look, you rather a guy come to you directly? You know, okay, I get it, I get it, but they can't. Okay, touche. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, let me let me ask you a question. Okay. Who do you see as a best potential match for myself so far based off what you know? I like either Serena P for you, or I know everyone says this, but I genuinely like, I like Brie for you. Like, I like her Definitely. energy. I think she, her, her energy just, and from what I know of your energy so far, I think they would, they would work. We will see. We will see. Definitely. I guarantee they're both on that list that you're not telling me. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out, Olivia. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, da -da. Um, oh, Haley Basil Stewart said, Ivan, do you want to be my fiance? It's a pass on that for now. <laughs> Thank you, though. He has to date Brie first. And so no, stop. Uh, oh, okay, I don't know if this is like an inside joke or something. This might be a weird question. Elizabeth Cuellar, have you watched The Queen's Gambit? Yes, I have watched The Queen's Gambit. Is that something it's that like people... In my So on the opening package um, where they like kept shooting, we took some shots like in our hotel room, um, like while we we're like quarantining for COVID. I like, I brought a chess board because I wanted to play chess in the house. Oh. And then like they had me like, play chess against myself sitting at the table so like i would stand up walk to the other <laughs> side play myself make a move play myself make a move because um, okay. i do like playing chess and i did play like actually really the only person i played in the house was noah and i beat noah like everybody else wasn't really good or didn't know how to play so fortunately i didn't know to play more guys but i am like an avid chess player play with my like brother and my dad all the time i watched queen's gambit and i was like i want to be good at chess but yeah. who didn't I was, feel that? Yeah, they made chess look so amazing. They really, really did. whole series. So, yeah, the timing of it all was hilarious because it was coming out in the, the um, like, when that first episode came out and, like, Queen's Gambit was at the height of it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, like, number one. So it was it was all really funny. Um, okay, Trisha Ann, who do you uh, – who from your season do you think would make a good Bachelor? <laughs> um, Blake's response was not what I was expecting, so – I would maybe say I would like to see Joe the most. I would love to see Joe. I would like to see Joe the most. I would say that would be. I think that would be pretty cool. Same. Um, because he's a he's a doctor. He's thirty six. Um, age appropriate. Well into his career. Ready. Good exactly. Job. He he works a ton of hours. So like this will be a perfect opportunity to get like some quick dating in and figure something out. Yep. Um. So I would like to see Joe. That would be I sweet. second that. Yeah. Who did Blake say? Noah. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, wait, skirt. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Maybe no. I don't know. Yeah. He said, well, he's like authentic. Like he doesn't think before he speaks. I'm like, and that makes a good bachelor. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm sure he has his reasons. Would uh, Would you be the bachelor? If I was single, I would definitely want to consider that. I think that would be awesome. I would have. Uh... You know, Matt had a great group of girls that would have been sick to be Matt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not something I ever thought about before, like, going into the season because I knew they had him as a bachelor and stuff or really thought of that as a possibility. Um, but, no, yeah, I think that would be sweet. Is there anyone that Matt recently let go of that you wouldn't have? Ooh, uh, 
not too much. Nobody really sticks out. I'd say his top four are pretty, pretty solid. Noted. Well, actually, that's giving a lot away. Let me not say anything. He did a so good job. So Breeze in there, Serena so. in there. <laughs> nah, stop. You got me a little bit. Okay. All right. Last question. Uh, Alady Dwayne Duante. Whoop, that was a toughie. Sorry. What's his favorite Filipino food? Ooh. Um, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot. I would say, you know, one of my favorite things is uh dinuguan it's this it's like only my grandma makes this my mom doesn't make this though but like i don't even know how to describe it and it's gonna freak you out and i never knew what it was until i turned like 18 or 19 please describe it so it was, it's like i think it's got like pork mostly in it and then you put it over rice and then it also has like cartilage in it um and then it also has like this it's like drenched in this black sauce this black sauce i never knew what the sauce was until I was like I said, I was an adult, and it's actually pig's blood, and I was shocked. It's mixed with some other stuff, but it's majority pig's blood, and it freaked me. I will say it freaked me out, but it's actually very, very good. It yeah, it freaks me out. It freaks me out Wait, to think about. Okay, so one of my favorite people in New York. Do you know Jordan Andino, the chef? No, I actually. need to, I need to hook you guys up. He's he's a, a famous chef in the city, but he's like our age. He has the best personality in the world. He's Sweet. Filipino. And oh, nice. he um he has a Filipino restaurant here that's one of my favorite places. Um, oh, and wow. then like he just did a show with uh, Selena Gomez, and he's gone uh-huh. crazy where he he cooked a Filipino dish with her and stuff. Uh-huh. You guys should do a live cooking segment. Oh, that would be together. sick. I'll, I'll set you guys up, but I'm gonna ask him about that because I can't wait. I've yeah, never had awesome. that at his place. Yeah, that's one of the more obscure ones, I would say. Not many people hear about that one. The good normal go-tos are like lumpia or pancit and adobo. That's like the basics. But Yeah, he has a yeah, lot that of one's adobo. Good. Okay, wait, I'm going to set you guys up because I think you're going to be, awesome. be besties. Seriously. <laughs> he's he's really it. close with like Tyler Cameron, Matt. Um, okay. So Filipinos can always talk about food, so I'm literally, sure literally he will we'll love cool. it. He does yeah. all these live <laughs> cooking segments too on his Instagram, so that would be. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna yeah. be sick. Yeah, that'll be. Oh my be god, fun. I'm gonna do that right now. Okay, <laughs> Ivan, this has been lovely. Please share your social media and anywhere you want people to follow along with you. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, people can follow me at Ivan B Hall on Instagram. Um, and TikTok, and then my Twitter is Ivan B Hall Eight. Actually, so I have a website coming out, IvanBHall.com, but I'm still working on that a little bit right now. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot I want to do, and hoping to grow the platform and and do some do some fun things and meaningful things as well. And just want to say thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Ivan, for having me. I'm glad that we persisted. I mean, this there was like the power outage and then there was a <laughs> lot of stuff. But I'm really glad yeah. that we made this happen because I think you're really freaking awesome. I really appreciate that. Of course. It's been awesome. I'll, I'll message you right now with Jordan and I'll get you guys to be best friends. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Bye, hun. See ya. Right, I'll talk to you later. Peace.